y'all. Welcome to Reading with Rach. I'm your host, Rachel Hill. This is episode five, The Ugly Series. Thanks for joining with me today. I'm happy to have you. So in every episode, I'll be giving you my Rach rating, which is on a scale of one to five. One thumb up is horrible and five thumbs up is amazeballs. I'll also be giving you my cleanliness score. The grading scale for this score is just like in school peeps. A means fabuloso, and F means epic fail. And then there is B, C, and D in between. Now, everyone has their own comfort, uh, personal comfort level, and this is mine. So if your comfort level and mine don't jive, we can still be friends. It's all good. So let's dive right in. I gave the Ugly Series by Scott Westerfeld. I gave him, I gave the series a three and a half thumbs up. I don't know what the half would look like. Maybe a, th- a severed thumb. I don't know. It's a little gruesome, but I'm giving it 3.5 thumbs up. Now, what is this series about? This is a set of four books called, um, and each book is called, uh, has different names, duh. <laughs> so the first book is called The Uglies. Second is The Pretties. Third is Specials. And fourth is Extras. So, but the whole series as a whole is called The Uglies series. And originally, this was going to be a trilogy, but Westerfeld decided to write a fourth book in the series, and I found this really funny. He dedicated the book Extras to, quote, everyone who wrote to me to reveal the secret definition of the word trilogy. (laughs) I thought that was funny. So this series is young adult post-apocalyptic fiction. Think the Maze Runner, Hunger Games, those type of books. The main character in the first three books is a girl named Tally Youngblood. Uh, She's 15 years old, awaiting her 16th birthday. Now, in this society, you are termed an ugly before you get your special operation called the surge that calls you, that turns you into a pretty. And in this world, uh, actually, one of the quotes in the book is, in a world of extreme beauty, anyone normal is ugly. So this operation is mandatory, and Tally cannot wait for her. She keeps looking on the other side of the city and sees all the pretties together, and the pretties get to party around the clock while the uglies are stuck in their dorms going to school. So if I were a 15-year-old girl during this time period in society, I would want to go get operated on too so I could go be super amazing and hot and just party all the time and be fabulous and beautiful. (laughs) So Tally very quickly meets a girl named Shay, and Shay does not want to be turned into a pretty. So Shay ends up running away so she doesn't have to undergo the operation, and Tally is forced by the authorities to go after her. She then finds out more about her the small bubble that she's been living in and what is going on outside of her city. So this is all in the back of the first book, so I didn't reveal anything. The fourth book has a different main character, a girl in Japan named Aya Fuse, but Tali Youngblood is still in the book. So some things that I liked about this series. Uh, Scott Westerfeld draws you into this world. It's really interesting to explore. So most of the population was killed off hundreds of years ago by this this virus or something it was it was an oil bug somehow it it fed on petroleum and just like killed everyone so earth's population is greatly diminished uh and and in this world people get to fly around on hoverboards because of this magnetic grid in the cities and you could just ask a hole in the wall and they literally call it just a hole in the wall for whatever you want 
So initially, this all seems like a really easy society and it's so perfect, but I love these stories where there's, you know, everything seems so perfect and pretty on the outside, but there's this massive conspiracy undercover. It is very different from books like The Hunger Games and the Maze Runner series because life in those books is very obviously messed up (laughs) because things are going on. There's monsters and the Maze Runner and then Hunger Games, you know, kids are killing each other. So I liked this aspect of this book that it didn't feel, even though there was, there was definitely a conspiracy going on and I won't tell you what, but, um, it takes a little more digging into the book. And so it doesn't, it just didn't feel quite as dark as those other YA uh, series that I had read. So I liked that. Telly is a character I could relate to. She was a normal 15-year-old girl, and her development through these books is cool to watch. I liked that as well. I like, I'm always a fan of good character development. I also liked the analysis of the effects of plastic surgery on society. Plastic surgery is, of course, big in our society, too, and we see these magazines with these photoshopped and, and surged individuals that we want to be like, ones with this perfect symmetry. But we lose a little bit of ourselves when we nip and tuck. And this book shows how it can go way too far. Now, their surgery in these books is way crazier. They basically melt down your bones and restructure everything. So if you go get a nose job, no judgment there, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a way to analyze society without being in our society. Because this, this book is set you know, hundreds of, of years in the future. So it's a totally different society. This book has a good moral message of love yourself, even with all your ugly parts. So I liked that. There's also a good analysis on free will. So the pretties are very docile after the surgery, and you come to find out why. And the government in Tally City doesn't even allow the choice to not get the surge done. So that's why Cher runs away in the first place. There is no war in this in this world and all over Earth right now. But at what cost if the people don't have free will? I also really liked the action in the series. With the exception of the first book, and I'll go into that more um, when I talk about the things I didn't like, the plot moves forward at a good clip, a good pace, and lots of things happen. So I like it when things happen. I like, I'm not into, let's talk about two pages full of the description of a crack in the wall. I, I distinctly remember this being a freshman in English a um, uh, freshman in, in high school in my English class and reading Charles Dickens' book. And he seriously spent like several paragraphs talk- describing this little crack in the wall. And I was like, oh my goodness, kill me now. So I like books that there's, there's got to be some good description, but I like things to happen. So things that I did not like in this series. I would have given this series a four thumbs up, but the first book brought it, it down for me. It was almost... I wouldn't say to a two, that seems pretty harsh, but definitely a three. Definitely. Maybe a 2.5. It just took a really long, 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 long time for Tally to get to her dang destination (laughs) to go find Shay. It just took forever in the wilderness, and she has to follow this riddle that Shay left behind for her, and I was just getting very antsy. So I just felt like the first book just was taking a while. Uh, The character development also felt very flat in the first book. The writing felt more jerky. Instead of being this well-oiled machine that it becomes in the later books, 
it just, the writing felt very jerky. So like when Tally meets Shay, it feels really abrupt. And it was almost like Westerfield was saying, well, they're supposed to meet. So here you go. Like just throws her in there and they instantly become best friends, but there's no buildup to their relationship. It just kind of happens. So I did not like that. And maybe that's also part of Shay's personality kind of is. She just kind of is impulsive and bossy, (laughs) but I just felt the first book was not, it just did not flow as well. So I even considered not reading the rest of the series. So if you're not living the first book, just keep going because the rest of the books I think are a lot better. Also, another thing, last thing that I did not like was (laughs) the lingo of the world drove me a little batty. It just sounded so dumb. So they would say things like, That was very dizzy-making instead of, that makes me dizzy. It just, they did it all the time. And the thing is, those were, um, though the weird lingo was in the the second, third, and fourth books, but not in the first. I even tried to flip back because it, it had been a while since I had read the first book. I mean, I read it a few months ago. and But I'm pretty darn sure that the lingo was not really in there in the first book. Now, Granted, no, no, it shouldn't have been. I think that that Scott Westerfield should have been consistent if he's going to use this crazy lingo. So that bothered me. So the first book, just there are a lot of things I did not like about it. But he really hits a a stride with the second one and the third one I really liked. And the fourth one, even though the fourth one, it kind of feels a little separate from the trilogy because the main character is IFUs. It still was really good. I really, really liked it. So that's just letting you know. If you have a hard time with that first book, it's okay. (laughs) All right. Now let's give some quotable quotes here. Um, Francis Bacon, he said, There is no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion. I like that. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? And there's some strangeness in the proportion of beauty. Uh, uh, that was not by Westerfield, obviously, but here's one is a quote by Westerfield in the book that there's uh, this conversation between, I believe it was Shay and Tally, and they're looking at these old magazines that are set in our time. And it says here, some were grotesquely fat or weirdly overmuscled or uncomfortably thin. And almost all of them had wrong, ugly proportions. But instead of being ashamed of their deformities, the people were laughing and kissing and posing as if all the pictures had been taken at some huge party. Who are these freaks? They aren't freaks, Shay said. The weird thing is, these are famous people. Famous for what? Being hideous? No, they're sports stars, actors, artists, the men with the stringy hair and musicians, I think. The really ugly ones are politicians, and someone told me the fatties are mostly comedians. So I liked that little analysis of, of uh, them looking at these magazines from hundreds of years before. And they're, and they're so used to this society where you have this surgery. And so everyone looks very, very similar and very all their, their features are symmetrical and stuff. So it's just kind of interesting to think about, like, what would that be like looking back hundreds of years to see what people looked like at the time before all this surgery that was available? So. Here is the cleanliness score for the Ugly series. Now, disclaimer, everyone has their own personal comfort level. These are mine. Language, I give it an A, no profanity. 
Sex, I give it an A. There's no sex, only kissing. Violence, I give it a C. So there is a group in one of the books, actually in the second and third books, they're called the Cutters, who cut themselves to feel alive. It's not seen as a healthy thing to do, and, and Westerfeld is not glorifying in it, but I would be wary of my kids reading about teens cutting themselves, and I would want to have a conversation with them before they read the books. So just put that out there. The, and the, the Cutters are in Pretties and Specials in those two books. Drugs and alcohol, I give it a B as in boy. Teenagers drink alcohol. Drugs are used for medical purposes. Alrighty, that's it for today. Now remember, as Holbrook Jackson once said, never put off till tomorrow the book you can read today. Thanks, y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book.